You know why the Hulk's green? Because the printer didn't print gray, it only printed green, so the Hulk is green. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Three Nerds Podcast, Episode 5. We are your nerds. I'm Christopher Cintron. I'm Raleigh Payne. And I'm Stephen Clinton. And we like to talk about the stuff we like, and we like nerd stuff. So, guys, over the weekend, there was a Three Nerds Podcast sighting in New York City, Times Square. It was me. I was I was in Times Square. And I had our official Three Nerds Podcast t-shirt, which, audience, you can go check out on our Instagram page. It's a pretty flattering picture of myself. What, what? And if, heaven to bid, you want to purchase one, we can tell you how. Just message us? Yeah, yeah. just message slide us. Slide into our DMs. <laughs> <laughs> just slide on in. Yeah. And I, I remember uh, my family's from New York, and I was up there one time, and I missed going to New York City Comic Con. Well, that seems to be a theme because, uh, you know, this past weekend was Dragon Con in Atlanta, and we... Uh, myself, Stephen, and his girlfriend uh, almost went. But how much were hotels? The cheapest hotel in the city of Atlanta, where Dragon Con is held, was like a thousand dollars, like a night. Not even for the weekend. Not even for the weekend. Uh, well, at least I had a good excuse to miss it. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, but like, also a thousand dollars. That's a lot of jalapeno Cheetos. That is a lot of jalapeno Cheetos. That's fair, though. I yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't not have. You should, definitely, we'll have to plan ahead, which we are planning ahead because we're going to go to Holiday Matsuri coming up soon here in Jacksonville. Oh, no, it's in, it's in Orlando. Oh, it's in Orlando? Yeah. Oh, either way. But that's still, December. It's close enough. That's yeah. in December. And also next year, Megacon, which for particularly Steven is a annual comic. Uh, an, an annual convention. It's for almost a re- religious uh, yearly event. Since uh, when? What year did you start? I started going to MegaCon in two thousand nine. Was my first year, and I have not missed a oh. year. I've not missed a convention since, uh, or MegaCon Orlando since. So, for our listeners who who may not be familiar with MegaCon or uh, cons conventions what is a convention yeah how would you what is it like like a specific nerd convention uh so if you are a real nerd think of all of the nerd stuff that you like everything you can think of books movies some music anime tv shows everything and just think about uh, paradise and that's it (laughs) (laughs) they're also there um no but for real, what it is I is mean, a... You're pretty much right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's a gathering of people who enjoy media, essentially. Um, so it's usually in like a um, convention center, which is, I think, where they get their name, convention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's That's in fair. a large a large, a large space. Large That's space. a reasonable yeah. assumption. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dragon Con's actually in a series of hotel ballrooms. Well, that's true, too. Um, it's like three hotels spanned in like downtown Orla- uh, Atlanta. But these are not like um, like your Disney Worlds or your Universal Studios where they're uh, 365 days year-round. This is what this is. This is like 
it's for a weekend, it's for a week, it's a couple days, yeah. it sets up, and then... Normally, it's like a... Like, starts... Normally, it starts, like, Thursday afternoon and then ends Sunday afternoon. So, it's just a couple days. You don't have to go all four days. You can go one day. Um, I like to go to all four days because I love it. Um, but what they do is they have shops that you can go like on a, a giant kind of showroom floor uh, and they have items for sale. Um, Such as Ultra Savers, not a sponsor, but they are awesome. And we all awesome. have an Ultra Saver. <laughs> Some of us more than one. They, yes. <laughs> I would like to point out they are not lightsabers. A wink. <laughs> um, but, but they are awesome and you can absolutely beat the shit out of each other you can them. absolutely tear up a light fixture with it they, you can destroy you can, you can hit each other a light fixture like with it yes actually fight with them like as hard as you can well, they, they have they like don't. battle blades that are incredibly thick but you can still see the glow from the led so you know for those of us who enjoy pretending it's not too hard to pretend that you're actually wielding a real lightsaber. Well, it's like a kendo blade. Like, it, have you, you know, the, the kendo yeah. sticks? Yeah. It's basically one of those, but it has LEDs in it. Yeah, and it's amazing. And you get to pretend like you're a Jedi or a Sith or... Sure. whatever you want. A weird They also ground, have which they Vader have sabers there. So Vader saber is like the high-end saber. So that's like the glass sabers that are display items that you put on the wall, oh, the but they like ones. start at like $500 <laughs> worth it. A but they, they have like a pittance. They have like real, not real, but they have like Kyber crystals on the inside that the light actually goes through the led and then it comes out and like, I you like can change out the Kyber crystal and you can actually like pull it apart and place things. It, that's pretty listen, cool. If you've got some dough, it's definitely worth totally it. Totally worth it. So if you want to spend $150 on a saber you can beat, beat up your friends with, definitely do. Definitely it. do Ultra Saber. Ultra Sabers. Um, please sponsor us. Please, <laughs> please do it. Please give us free lightsabers. Oh my God. That'd uh, be awesome. So that's one of the things you might see. So this this is like, like Listen, a showroom floor. Sh- the the like shops. Different shops. Shops go from, for example, things that I purchased last year. At Megacon, uh, we bu- we bought a lot of stuff. We last did buy year. a lot of things. We bought a candle that smelled like a dungeon for D and D. Yeah, that was cool. That we still, that we use, still use in yeah. our D and D campaign. Yeah. I bought a a set of oven mitts, a set of oven mitts with Nicolas Cage's face on them. Nice. That's a that's like an heirloom now. I know from like, from from that, from the con from that same shop. I bought an oven mitt. That had Star Wars characters in the uh, Dia de los Muertos style. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I bought that too. I bought a uh, a illustrated pinup photo of the Bride of Frankenstein, and I got it signed by the Ooh. author. Oh, that's right. You artist. bought that's cool. You bought uh, a series of them. I bought a Ghostbuster lady, um, and I bought a sexy Captain America. It, it, they are really cool. They, they are. What cool. do you mean, a sexy Captain America? All Captain Americas are sexy. It's America's ass. That, that, that is, is America. America's <laughs> ass. Uh, and the and the artist was there, and he signed him. Yeah. And it was. I have a yeah. really cool Boba Fett poster and Spider Man poster, like the, like the smaller posters mm-hmm. that I got with, and the artist signed them from MegaCon a few years back. And the artwork is awesome. One of the, the artists, like Ali, is that what they call it? Yes. Is like one of the coolest things about 
MegaCon because you have all these artists, like the small time, just local artists I mean, they just have, coming together to like try to, you know, just to show off their art, yeah, but they're, they're, also just be with like-minded people. They're like professional or semi-professional artists and they sell their work and you can buy directly from the yeah. artists. And they, and they also do comic books. Like there'll be, I bought some, uh, this lady's, she made her own comic book and it was going to come out and be released in comic stores. And she was like, hey, do you want to buy it? I'll sign it. And I was like, I like the artwork. I'm going to buy that. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. You get to meet like, you know, actual creators uh, who, who are making a thing that they like. And I think Artist Alley, uh, so it's called the Artist Alley, but I think that's pretty universal for most conventions. Mm -hmm. They will have a section called the Artist Alley where you find these like, semi-professional professional amateur uh artists illustrators writers sculptors writers and selling game makers game makers selling their mm -hmm. wares uh, i know one of uh steven's favorite things at megacon is to look for D, D dice yeah uh yeah i have an obsession obsession with some D, &D dice yep and so i've limited myself because if i just let myself go I would be swimming in D and D dice <laughs> like it was a ball pit. Which sounds I just amazing. Love the colors. I it love all the sharp. things I can do with it. Here's an idea. Yeah, <laughs> ball a ball pit, but all, all the big like plastic, soft plastic balls are just D and D like these. Oh, awesome. oh, they're not going to be soft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be too easy. They're going to beat the shit out of you. Yes, that's that's fair. So I love unique dice sets. Mm -hmm. um, Raleigh has a set that I will eventually steal. He just doesn't know it yet, which and his my, parents gave him. Oh, no, that one's not good. I was going to say my Cthulhu one, and I was like, okay, no. I have a very <laughs> sacrosanct dice set from my parents that I got for my birthday, and they are metal, and they are, they are really cool. They are my precious, and I will have them. You can try, my friend. I will. You're going to have to go through Chris's dead body first. <laughs> oh. I will bring my oh, shadow, my, my ghost <laughs> army of dead soldiers, and we will take them. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I would actually be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I stand in the way? <laughs> Just don't ask questions. Just go for it. <laughs> but yeah, Sacrifice! So, <laughs> so I limit myself to getting a new set of dice every year at MegaCon um, for myself. And, and depending on... It kind of worked out um, last year. Uh, because we were about to start a campaign, so you kind of had an idea of what kind of character you wanted to play, so you bought themed dice. I, I buy dice for the characters that I play. Which I think is a really cool idea, and I started to do that because you do that. Well, I, I did it, and so the reason why I do that is because it helps me think about what the character's thinking about and not what I'm thinking about. So, like, I'm playing a wizard right now, so I have this, like, purple mystic set of dice that look like to me, look like what would come out of your hands if you were casting a spell. Yeah. And that kind of, when I pull those dice out, it's like, okay, how would he think about this? How would my wizard think about this situation? And not me. And so when I'm holding the dice, it's like, mm -hmm. it's not me that's thinking this. It's this it's character, the character. I'm playing. I have a set of uh, white dice with uh, blood spots on them because rogues are sneaky, sneaky, stabby, stabby. I like sneaky, sneaky, And at stabby, higher stabby. level, they're yeah. stabby, 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 stabby. Stabby, 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 <laughs> I don't have to be sneaky anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just stab my way through I this. stab my way through the situation. Overtly stab everyone. So yeah. 
what okay so walk us through uh walk us through the like, like schedule walking into a con like it's huge oh. you don't know what's going on first well, day okay picture so, picture this so b- before we before we the, head the, too the, deep theater of the mind but before we get into that let, i want to finish out describing like what exactly is at a con sure yeah so so that way we can get an idea so obviously they have the showroom floor which we just talked about they have um events going on so like there's always a tabletop room that is massive that people are playing magic everything from magic to digimon to pokemon to yeah your tabletop uh, role playing your D&D, D&Ds, your call of cthulhu there's normally yeah. full-on room sets for warhammer oh yeah like like yeah. full you can walk in and watch people play on these sets that are waist high for the and Emperor. eight feet by ten feet yeah. Like in a room that people bring in these pieces and they don't care if you play on. It's essentially like people bring in these pieces that they've poured their heart and soul into. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I brought this here for you to enjoy. So play on it. Which is so, uh, and I mean, we can get into this in, in a minute, but I think the, um, the spirit and, and the vibe of, of a convention, like the people there are, are a specific uh, type of people that is is really cool, and we can yeah. we can talk about that in a little while. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and so on top of having all these events from like comedy shows to uh, horror previews of like local people who have made horror movies, or discussing how to make film, how to make podcast, how to uh, do makeup, how to do cosplay, which is a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cosplay is. I mean, a main part of these conventions. And so they have tutorials all weekend long of like, hey, if you want to know how to do horror makeup, come here. If you want to see how to do fairy fantasy makeup, how do you want to look? Do you want to look like an elf or Lord of the Rings characters? Come to this room at this time. And we'll talk about nothing but making uh, Lord of the Rings clothing or, uh, you know, where to buy shoes, how to make things out of leather, how to make things out of foam, how to 3D print things. I mean, that there's tutorials on all these things and how to do. They have uh, like workshops on 3D animation and yeah. like, like game design. Like they had, they took um, within a 3D animation software, they had, they were animating the Firefly spaceship. Oh, Serenity? Serenity. Yeah. Flying like through space and how like the camera in the, in the program mm-hmm. works and everything like that. Like stuff like that. Is, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And one of my favorite parts is... Um, they usually have like an R2D2 like droid like workshop oh, that they're building. Yeah, yeah. They, they show off their the, own. Yeah, they make it their own. It's almost, it's like a meetup group. It's like the well, Subaru. it's the it's the 501st. Well, Legion. There, yeah. Well, there's and, the 501st, but there's also like a subset where people who make their own astromech yes. droids. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like the Mandalorian Mercs. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, it's like a subset of it's like a, a sub department of of the 501st. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but they also have the battle bots. They oh do yeah, have the battle, bots, the battle bots. The are, battle bots, which are who are uh, way bigger in person. Yes, they are, they are huge, and they would definitely murder a human being. Oh, easily. Uh, yeah, these easily. are uh, just slice your Achilles home, tendon. <laughs> home, yeah, homemade robots that battle each other. So they're robots, battle bots, and they are incredibly cool. I mean, they're they're meant to withstand like all this punishment from another robot, and they're controlled by humans, but they have them on display. And, and that's kind of one of the cool things about uh, specifically Megacon, but they have like, you know, these makers, like people who make like the Astromax and, and there's definitely a, uh, 
emphasis on like STEM, like the science, technology, oh, yeah. engineering. Oh, well, well, NASA's there every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, trying to get people, especially children, like mm-hmm. invested in engineering or technology or programming, yeah. you know, and I think that's really cool. They also have just because it's always like in my head, it's always next to the Astromax. They all, they always have the vehicles. They always have the Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. Like, oh, that's on the showroom floor. Like they have the Ghostbusters. They have the DeLorean yeah. usually from back to the future. They have the Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, they always have a Batmobile. And, and last year, I don't know if they've had it before, but they had the, uh, the giant saber tooth cat that, um, they did not have that. The, yeah. Before that was the first time it was, it was a giant saber tooth cat that he man rides that you could pay money and sit on top of to get your picture taken. Yeah, most of that stuff yeah. goes to charity. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, so they, they bring in, like, uh, the DeLorean's there every year, and it's Michael J. Fox's foundation. Oh, okay. And so nice. that's you pay money. And then when Christopher Lloyd was there, he was sitting in the car, and you could pay extra to get a photo with Christopher Lloyd in it. He took none of the um, proceeds. It was all for the foundation. That's awesome. They also have the yeah. platform with That's really um, awesome. with Darth Vader. He walks out on the platform. You can oh, get yeah. a you get a, a picture with Darth Vader and like the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and, and on the platform and it looks like you're on the Death Star well, or and, on a destroyer. And last year they also had the um the the last climactic battle in Ghostbusters where they're on the roof of the building mm-hmm. and they have like the two devil dogs and they mm-hmm. had like Zool. Um you mean the key holder and uh, the key the maker? key master the and key master the uh, and gatekeeper and the gatekeeper and the gatekeeper. Yeah. Yes, um, I am the key master. I am the gatekeeper. If somebody asks you if you're a god, you, you say, say yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but they also have uh, oh, they have Hoth. You can always get a photo. On oh yeah, there's those the Hoth like planet. part of they're part of Hoth, and, yeah. and there's always which is awesome. You know, I think we mentioned. Um, you know, we mentioned cosplay earlier. That's, you know, people in costumes. I think it stands for like costume play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, people who dress up, people who. That's my favorite part of pick, it. Yeah. They pick like a movie or an anime or like a TV show or a movie that they like. And they dress up and they, a lot of times they make it from scratch, which is always very cool to see homemade. Well, that going costumes. back to yeah, your point. Not only homemade though, but like really good. Like it doesn't look homemade. Yeah. I mean, it looks like. A lot of times it looks like straight out of the out of, out out of the, the movie, movie or out of the show or whatever. Especially but, when you're talking about the 501st. Well, so this those, stems those from the 501st. So you make a stormtrooper outfit because they want to see how dedicated you are to kind of being in this group, essentially. And so cosplay is kind of gone in this direction where a cardboard cutout that a kid makes that is meant to look like a stormtrooper mm-hmm. is 10 times better and appreciated and respected more than a store-bought $2,000 stormtrooper costume. Yeah, because it shows you put effort into it. <laughs> but that's in yeah. throughout cosplay in general mm-hmm. is the more you put into the cosplay, even though it may not look 100% perfect, it is more respected that you did it yourself than going to a Halloween costume store and buying it. Putting effort into your costume is more valuable and more respected than than buying one. I think, um, but that, that's not to say that you have to have at, at a convention. It's not to say that you have to have like a screen accurate 
I spent 300 hours on this costume. Like some of the best costumes are the dude with a t-shirt with like a funny saying on it with like a bag over his head. And it's just like, oh man, you got the joke. You had a good joke. Like, I appreciate that. I like the people who just put a styrofoam diamond over their head and they go as a Sims character. Those are my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, or like the quest givers. Like, they just have the exclamation point over their head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are great. I also enjoy... um, My favorite part of cosplay, Uh if we're going to talk about cosplay, are the super creative, like, thinking out of the box, like... uh, Somebody came as the worst Disney villain, the only Disney villain to actually murder something, okay. and that's the hunter in Bambi. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. So, like, like that was hilarious. That's pretty good. Because he had yeah. a little, like, Bambi, like, yeah. stuffed animal, like, hanging yeah. onto his back. Oh. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's terrible. Oh. It's so good. The, the, the best are the ones that, like actually look like the characters like like in real life like something about you know either you know just the way they look like there was a dude there was a dude there last year and he was uh what was it anderson i forget the character's name but from uh full metal alchemist Uh, alphonse alphonse no 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 the the big dude with the shirt off oh armstrong armstrong he was like and he was like really built and super buff and he was doing that, and it was just like, man, you got it. Listen, after uh, Marvel came out with Fat Thor, every fat oh, guy yeah. was Thor. <laughs> hey, as a, as a guy who has cosplayed as Red Guardian from Black Widow, uh, sometimes you need a big character in order for a big guy to have fun at cosplaying. Yeah. That actually, so I had the privilege of helping Raleigh make his Red Guardian shield and helmet, and it Turned out I didn't get to go to the convention this past in MegaCon this past year because because I had to go to Germany because you had to go to Germany because but you know it's for work but you know still would have been nice if I could have pushed that back you know a week and you can't see my face right now but I'm he's disappointed but I was there in spirit because all that love and attention that I put into this costume (laughs) uh, creating the Red Guardian helmet and shield out of foam. And it turned out super nice. I really love the phone, the the helmet, especially the helmet. The helmet came out like I unfortunately kind of fucked up the shield whenever I was trying to paint it and, and finalize it. But the the helmet came out amazing. The helmet yeah. still mm-hmm. looks great. Um, I had so much fun cosplaying because I had people. I had I had uh, I had ladies who were dressed up as Black Widow or or Yelena from the Black Widow movie. Um, and they were coming up to me and they're like, can I, can I get a picture with you? Yeah. Cause there was nobody else dressed as red guardian. Like you go and, and there's, there's like 15 Spider-Mans. There's, oh, Deadpool's everywhere. Deadpool's yeah. everywhere. Spider-Man's everywhere because it's an easy costume. It's all a, you need is a, is a morph suit, morph suit, morph suit and let it all hang and no underwear. <laughs> and yep. And then you're, you're good. good. And we mean no underwear. Deadpool's <laughs> Harley Quinn's Spider-Man. Um, and, but it was great. Like there's something and there, there's something about like, if you've never done it before and I had never done it before, but putting on a costume and walking into a place, you do feel like a different person. You start to inhabit like <laughs> this character. Like this is, you know, it's like LARPing, sorry, live action role play <laughs> or LARPing. 
gets kind of a bad rap in the nerd culture, but it does seem really fun because you get to inhabit a totally different character. I mean, oh, it's yeah. like acting, really. Yeah, yeah technically. Yeah, and you, it's fun to see the enjoyment that people get from the work that you put in to make this outfit or this cosplay. I think that's what it was. My favorite moment was I went up to... I went up to a guy dressed as Captain America and I walked up to him and he was like facing away from me. And I was just like, I walked up behind him and I was like, Captain America. And he turned around and he was like, whoa, dude, you look so cool. Good job. Oh my God. How did you make that? That looks awesome. And I was like, oh, it's made out of foam. And I was like, I did all of it. I mean, this guy named Chris kind of helped, but I did all of it. And Which just goes to that's show not you. true. Chris did most of it. I painted it. It just goes to like to show you like you don't have to it doesn't have to be like movie ready because the shield I mean admittedly doesn't look all that great compared to you know like like an actual movie prop or anything yeah but it, it it's just good enough yeah and it's exactly. and it's still you know so much fun and and I made like you know and I, that was our first one so yeah and I, it I mean it came out pretty well imagine it, the next one I mean it came out yeah I think it came out really well for. You know, I, I bought pieces off of Amazon and it's yeah. like, I, I had like scrub pants from like, you know, like a hospital uniform store and, you know, I had like a shirt from Etsy and, you know, but I think those pieces, like just one or two pieces of like the helmet look really good, yeah. the shield look really good and it kind of tied everything together. So we have gotten on a huge tangent about cosplay, <laughs> but that's a huge part of conventions. But, but it is a it huge is, part, is of a part of conventions. And, and I think, and it's like the first time you see somebody in costume, because, because you're outside of the convention center or whatever, and you're walking up and you see somebody in costume and you're like, oh man, that's kind of weird. Like, ha ha ha, that person's in costume. But as soon as you cross that threshold, as soon as you're in the building and you realize that like 60% of the people are wearing costumes, you feel like, ah, shit, I should be wearing a costume. Yeah. I feel I feel weird. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll absolutely get to it because I want to talk about the type of people. Sure, yeah. No, a, no I think as, we should, yeah. As part of the convention because mm-hmm. um, that's what makes the convention. Yeah. This, there are celebrities there and obviously that is the main attraction for to get people to come to a Megacon or a Comic-Con is the celebrities. And if that's your thing, I have a buddy who loves the celebrities and loves seeing them, talking to them, asking them questions, everything about that. Um, and if that's your thing, great. But it's like the celebrities get you in the door yeah. and then you keep coming back because of the people that are there. Cause it's like, um, I mean, people make genuine friends. Yeah. That, like are from, oh, yeah. you know, some of these conventions, like some of the bigger ones, like they'll attract people from all over the country. And it's like, I only see this person when they come to, this like dragon con or comic con or something. Yeah. And, and that's where you go and you meet up with people. So it's Absolutely. like, it's, it's really cool. But yeah. So celebrities every year, it's normally a group of different celebrities and, um, they are promoting certain movies. Like one year, Sean Austin was there and Lou for, Ferrigno. Always, Lu, always, there. always Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> uh, Sean Austin was there for, um, the Goonies. Yeah. And so they had all the Goonies and all the Lost Boys. He was here last year, too. He was there last year but for, for Lord Sam, of the Rings. Samwise, yeah. Yeah, he was Samwise. So they had the, the Hobbits there and all the different things. And um, it's really cool because they always have Q&As 
with all and and they just tell anybody get in line and we'll try to knock out as many questions as possible mm-hmm. and most of these celebrities if not all of them the majority of them really really enjoy being there um i i've not seen a q a or a panel of celebrities or writers or uh, voice actors which is an amazing go see a voice actor if you've never like seen a voice actor in person just listen to them and how happy they are with their life (laughs) it's impossible to be an upset voice actor oh chris and i um whenever we went to uh bold matsuri uh, a couple months ago yeah um we got to see a my hero academia for the anime my hero academia panel with like characters from from that show yeah and one of the characters from that show the voice is the one of the one of the zombie characters from The Last of Us, and he like the, like does like the weird like the clicker noise. Oh yeah, he did the noise. Oh, that's and cool. he did the noise, and it was really it was really cool. creepy. Oh, that's awesome. And it was really cool because like yeah, I mean voice actors like they love their lives because it's like I get to be famous, but I get to go out to the grocery store and nobody yeah. mobs me. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, um, one of my favorite, I, I didn't know who Roger Bumpus was. When I, I, I don't first think went. I know who Roger Bumpus is. Oh, Roger Bumpus, you all know his voice. He's Squidward. Yeah. Oh, shit. Not okay. only is he Squidward, but if you've ever been to Universal uh-huh. Studios or Islands of Adventure, he is the voice of Dr. Ock on the Spider Man ride. No way. He's also the voice of the universe in me on Men in Black in the very beginning <laughs> when it said that's his voice. Oh, my and so he goes. Mind he, is blown. He obviously works for Universal. Yeah. And works on movies for Universal and stuff uh-huh. like that. So he brings his kids. Oh, cool. And he'll go and he will recite the universe <laughs> in me and sound just like himself, obviously, yeah. like in this small room uh-huh. of people who are about to get on the Men in Black ride. And his kids know that that's his voice. But then people will be like, wow, you sound just like him. And he'd be like, yeah, I know. And then he won't say anything else. But like his panel was amazing. He's so nice. He was like, these conventions, like I, he was like, I love what I do for a living. He's like, but these conventions are the only time I get to see people enjoying it. That's true. Yeah. So he was like, I don't get to see. It's not like there's crowds of people. Who are like, and they're oh, not we gonna, love your work. They're not going to recognize your face. No. I mean, aside from like Kevin Conroy or, yep. Ma- or Matt Mercer or something. Yeah. Like oh, that. now I mean, because they're. Well, yeah. But Kevin Conroy, like if So Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman. Like if you've ever watched Batman the Animated Series or played any of the Arkham games, he is the voice of Batman. If you see him, he looks like Batman. <laughs> he just has this like <laughs> craggy face that looks like an older Batman. And you're like, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be pretty awesome if they casted him in, as Batman, as Bruce Wayne in, in a live-action Batman and Beyond. Oh, that would be just, I would lose my mind. Although, <laughs> it would probably be a CW show, let's be honest. That's, okay, yeah, yeah, they'd totally super, ruin it. They would ruin it. Super dark. But, teen, super dark teen drama. So, yeah. one of my favorite experiences, personally, of, of any convention that I've been to, which is pretty limited, but still, was at Megacon when they had the panel of voice actors and they had Phil Lamar had Nolan North, Troy Baker, and they did like a script, they read a script and each part of their script, like, you know, it was like just a sentence or two and each portion of the script, they did a different character of their own. So it was like, like, it was like Nathan Drake from Uncharted would say a line and then, 
I think they did Ghostbusters. Was it Ghostbusters? I think they took a line from Ghostbusters. Oh, the yeah. script was from Ghostbusters? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they would do, like, you know, Phil Lamar would have a, one of his characters, but he would, in in the voice of one of his characters, would recite the line. And it would just kind of go back and forth and change that's, their characters each time. That's really and it was cool. it was awesome. And it, like, kind of showed how talented they are. Yeah. Because how they can go from voice to voice. And it, it was amazing. It was the, That was the best, by far the best. Like, the voice actor, seeing the voice actors on panel and actually getting to see them perform in their voices is, is if you have an opportunity to go see that at any convention, like go for it. It's okay. worth it. Yeah. Cause you never get to see like what the acting side looks like. Cause you're, you know, you're watching animation or you're watching like a video game or whatever. It's really easy to disconnect. Yeah, exactly. So to see somebody like do the voice in person is like, Oh wow. Like this is, you know, and a lot of them, you know, most of them I would say really, get into it and they you know they do the body language or they it's hun- like a, hunch over like bradley or, cooper yeah. doing the body the body language for rocket raccoon oh that, yeah like, oh looks yeah super and and yeah. hugh jackman doing the like his movements and everything to get like the actual grunting and and things like that when he's doing um, wolverine when he's doing audio uh the um adr the mocap oh yeah yeah, yeah. the adr is oh, like, yeah. It's when they've replaced oh, the audio that's right because to get cleaner audio um Oh, and he's, he's doing the movements and everything and yeah. he's actually like, acting behind the microphone. Yeah, that's so fun. That's so cool. Like, I mean, acting in itself, but like, you know, uh, voice actors are definitely the unsung heroes of like so much stuff. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think more, especially with like critical role and, and especially critical role, you know, more attention is being paid to voice actors, but it's like every animated thing you've ever seen, Every video game you've ever played, entire childhoods, has voice actors. Yeah, I mean, if you yeah. ask um, Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, who has a very successful career, the as a best voice actor. Joker in the world. If if audience, if you didn't know that Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, plays the Joker, you need to look him up. YouTube that shit. Yeah, I mean, that's very successful. He's he's awesome. He's an amazing voice actor, but, but just the celebrities in general, not just the voice actors, I think are the most surprising and the most like, like unsung. And then you see them and you're like, Oh my God, they're awesome. Cause they're just happy to be there. Yeah. But the celebrities are happy to be there. I mean, you ask them questions. It's, it's a really cool way to learn more about your favorite films or your favorite scenes or your favorite, just your favorite, anything. Yeah. Um, like the three of us, and all of our friends absolutely love The Princess Bride. Uh-huh. And we got to see Carrie Elwes twice at Megacon. And both times, he was amazing. And he was awesome. And he was so nice. Super jealous. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say I didn't get to see him because I, I obviously couldn't make it this year to Megacon. But I know you guys got to see him, I, I believe. No, he um, wasn't here. Not, not, not Carrie Elwes. Yeah. But I want to just go ahead and assume that is the this is the official... Three Nerds podcast favorite celebrity of all time, Brendan Fraser. Uh, I do. He's top. He's 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 definitely he's not number one. He's definitely in the top three. He's, he's, up he's there. definitely top three. He's my personal number one because of the Mummy in my childhood. Uh, but I mean, I, I just I just yeah. wish I Chris to was him. the Mummy in the child in his childhood. Yes, because he was covered in bandages and everyone ran away from him. Yep, yep. pretty much. Yep, that's okay. my childhood. Yep, good um, times. Good yeah, times. he was. But awesome. we did. Yeah, he was. Such a nice guy. It's, I guess it's cool to see like celebrities in, in person, and you can actually yeah. kind of you know meet, do the, like the meet and greet or whatever, or mm-hmm. see them just on stage, and you can kind of 
to see that they're just normal people and they, they're just like your friends and that, that kind of makes it even cooler because it's like the celebrities are there at the convention just hanging out too. Well, I like yeah. that the majority of the celebrities are also nerding out when they see people that they've never met before and they're fans of the show that they're on. Uh-huh. Um, Dressed like their character. Yeah. 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 Um, I know that... Uh, Brandon Fraser was there and he was like, I love the Lord of the Rings and the hobbits are here. All the hobbits are here. Yeah. And, 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 um, I saw like a, a several, um, ah, oh, shoot. It's going to kill me. Uh, Brandon Fraser's character from the mummy. Rick O'Connell. Rick O'Connell. So there was like a, several Rick O'Connell's and several, uh, Rachel Weiss's e- Evie? E- Evie? Evie, Evie, Eva, Evie, Evie, Evie. I think. Um, several of those like the Pokemon yeah and you know that was fun and like I can only imagine being a celebrity and and it's just like here's this character that like I really enjoyed playing that I thought was super fun and then seeing people in the audience dressed like that character because they have such a connection especially when you especially yeah especially as the celebrity who makes the character like their own you know it's it's not like like you have Batman in a video game or Mm -hmm. Batman in a movie and some people will specifically dress up as Batman from one of the movies yeah. and it's because of the actor who put themselves into that character. Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, like I dress up as Dr. Horrible because Nathan Fillion was there <laughs> from Dr. Horrible, not Dr. Horrible as uh, Captain Hammer Yeah, from Dr. Horrible sing along blog because Nathan Fillion was there. Hey Steven. Yeah. The hammer is my penis. <laughs> yes. I kept saying that all weekend long. Ah, uh, man. That's another one. If you've never seen it, Go on YouTube and watch Doctor. It's, it's completely free. They yep. did not sell it. Completely free. It's called Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog. It's got Neil Patrick Harris. It's got Nathan Fillion. It's got yeah, Felicia, Felicia Day. Day. It will make you weep. And but it laugh. is really good. It's it's funny. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll make you cry. Will. It's got great songs in it. Yeah. So. I mean, I've had some that like Jeff Goldblum was there, and he was an amazing person just listen to him talk my number one favorite was my very first year and it just blew my mind but he is a freaking superstar the a-list of a-list to me i mean number one on the nerd everyone's nerd list but uh sir patrick stewart sir patrick stewart john luke picard was there oh shit my first year and um when he came on stage he talked for almost three hours are you serious? Because it was Mega MegaCon itself was pretty new. Conventions weren't that big uh-huh. when I started going, because I'm a hipster. Um, <laughs> so I went, and they just had chairs. They didn't even have like the auditoriums. They didn't have like the way it's set up now. Uh-huh. It was the same room that you bought tickets in. Yeah, with a stage, and then chairs that went all the way back. Okay. So like that concrete floor with just the curtains around it. Oh yeah, yeah. That was what he he did. His he was that was the main stage. They didn't really have rooms. The next year, I think they had rooms. But um, he came out and he talked about all the different things he's done, why he loves films, why he loves Star Trek, why he will always like continues to watch them and enjoys them and enjoys the storytelling aspect of movies, not just the production Mm -hmm. style. And it it was amazing. It was awesome. It was, that's what got me hooked. Um, so, you know, 
pull up the celebrities and see which ones you like. You can always get their autographs, although it is pricey. It, yeah, they do charge for photographs and autographs, but the Q&As are free. Yep. And so you can ask them a question, and you can always go and see, see them talk. And you make it a free watch. And you make it a free watch. Um, Our friend Joseph got one because uh, he asked Nathan Fillion a question. And he was the first one. He was the first yeah. one in line, and he, he asked the question. Um, I apologize because I do not remember what question he asked. He asked him about Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Okay. And Nathan Fillion was like, oh, you know, normally I like to give a, a little token to people who ask me questions, but I don't, I don't have anything. And he looks at his watch and he goes, Hey, uh, Hey Joseph, um, have my watch. And he takes his watch off and he hands it to Joseph and he's, he's signed his watch. These like cheap but, target Casio but watches. But we didn't know that at the time. That's true. He, yeah. he surprised everyone. He surprised everyone. And, and it was just the perfect moment. I got it all on film. I, I, I recorded all of it, like Joseph asking the question, he gets the watch, and then it's just the best thing. I Maybe. Lo- if His reaction like, is uh, Joseph just is so elated. He's, if you would like yeah. us to post it, let us know, and I we think we might on, be able to put it on Instagram. I still have the video. I can put it on Instagram. we got to ask Joseph. I'm we, sure yeah, he'd be okay to, with we it. We have to check. But I'm sure he would be perfectly fine with us putting it up. Yeah. If you guys want to see it. If, if you're interested. We have it. But it is it is it is a wonderful moment, and it was such a cool, you know, between a fan and between a celebrity. That moment was really cool. Um, my favorite celebrity moment. I got to see Stan Lee. Um, rest in peace. Rest in peace. You know, he's he's Excelsior. He's Excelsior. the best. Uh, I got to see him, and he was just the most. Like, talk about a guy who just was so thankful for the people that made him famous. Like he just was like, I never thought this would be as big as it is. And I love seeing you guys dressed in costume. And I love this. I love his, the way he would tell stories because he's from Brooklyn, New York. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You just like, (laughs) Oh, he's speaking my language. (laughs) My family. This is my New York accent. (laughs) Are from New York. And the way he would like explain or tell his stories was such a New York version. Like, uh, for example, the Hulk was supposed to be gray. Yeah. And he goes, you know why the Hulk's green? Because the printer didn't print gray. It only printed green. So the Hulk is green. So the Hulk is green. <laughs> and that's the way he would. He's like, I wish I could tell you something better. But that's, that's what happened. <laughs> uh, to be a pedantic nerd. Um, Eventually, the Hulk was gray at one point when he became uh, a gangster. Yeah. <laughs> when when printers... When they had he, the technology to be able to print gray. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was always supposed to be gray, but yeah, the printer came out green, so he's green now. He, he had like <laughs> such a great... Like, there was some kid. I mean, the kid must have been like, I don't know, like six or seven years old, and he was dressed like Captain America, and he came up and he asked a question, and ah, I honestly, like, I'm... I wish I remembered exactly what the kid said and what Stan Lee said, but it was just the way he interacted with this kid that you could tell that he was just like, yeah, you are good job, kid. You're doing great. Like, thank you so much for liking. If you want to cry, if you're a nerd and you've ever been picked on and you've ever had a hard time and you want to tear up, stop this podcast, go on YouTube, finish the podcast. (laughs) Stop the podcast and come back to it. 
because you need to know this. Agree to disagree. Go on YouTube, type in Will Wheaton responds to little girl at San Diego Comic-Con. It'll be the first thing that pops up. It's a three-minute video of Will Wheaton like comforting this girl who gets picked on because she's a nerd. Now, who is Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton is the savior of Star Trek. He is. Uh, he plays Wesley Crusher. Mm-hmm. He plays the son of Dr. Beverly Crusher. He is the quote-unquote annoying one who, if you actually pay attention, he's not that annoying. No. Yeah. He is the uh, mortal enemy of Sheldon on uh, <laughs> Big Bang That's Big true. Bang yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but he, is, he has definitely become like a champion for, hey, it's okay to be a nerd. He, Nerds are yes. cool. You know, yeah. if... When listening to audiobooks, if Will Wheaton narrates an audiobook, it's a good audiobook. It's a good book in general. He's good. He picks the like the best. He's. Books. I mean, no, he's a good narrator. Like yeah. he's good at talking. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he narrated us. like Ready Player One. Unlike us, and it's fantastic. Well, he, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's just is, really, he's just really great. He's a true yeah. nerd, diehard. I mean, he purchased a lot of the Star Trek rights, and that's a reason why some of the fan. Videos are able to be made. Oh, that's that's, cool. that's why I, I called him that. the savior of Star Trek. Okay, it's because yeah. he actually fought to allow people to make their own little fan films of it and not sue them. And yeah. Fox not sue the isn't cool. it out of him. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I don't know the whole story, so I don't want to get into it too much. But yeah. I do know that he he's credited for saving Star Trek. That's pretty awesome um, because he he bought up stuff that they essentially thought was eventually going to be just useless like video mm-hmm. and he was like oh these are classic episodes like we need i need somebody needs to own these yeah and that's going to play them and not put them in a vault somewhere where they'll rot and die and you know eventually now it's incredibly important mm-hmm. and uh you know he put his money in the right spot but i mean that's just one example of like comic cons which brings me to kind of the most important to me the most important part of a convention is the community that a convention kind of creates. And you kind of touched on it earlier with, you know, people coming up to you in your costume. Yep. People that would not normally come up to another living human being, but in the safe space that is this entire convention, mm. it is completely acceptable. Yep. And, it, and not only is it acceptable, it's encouraged. I have... I have convinced a couple of my friends who have children. Um, like this past year, I have a, a coworker, a friend who has kids that don't quite fit in into the, in the school that they're in now. Um, you know, they're in like basic public school, but they like his what nine-year-old daughter at MegaCon wanted a Demon Slayer sword. So she saw the sword from the anime that she liked yep. and was like, oh my God, she goes to a a beach junior high school where everybody is a <laughs> valley girl. And yeah. A, so yeah, she sticks a out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Um, but the moment she got there, she felt comfortable. And, uh, you know, I have, a, I have another, uh, when I first started going, there was a, a guy that I knew um, that I used to work with and he had two daughters that just didn't just were not enjoying 
just didn't have friends, I guess. I don't really know the whole story, Mm -hmm. but he was like, you know, they just haven't clicked with anybody that they know. And I was like, eh, bring them to Megacon once and and just see, just see if they enjoy it. I think they would. I think they would would just be like, like being in that community. And they brought them. They haven't missed one either. They'd go every year with the same group that they've met. And one of them actually went to college at UCF because of friends that she met at MedCon. And that is the University of Central Florida. Yes. Go Golden Knights. Yep. That's she, uh, she went to that school because she's very intelligent. Mm-hmm. And um, her friend that she met from MegaCon that she had stayed in contact with, uh, they lived in a house together. And they get to go to the convention every year. While and they go to college. the convention every year. Yeah. Yep. So the twins. And if you're already in town... Well, you know, I think that speaks to, you know, I'm sure a lot of us, um, especially, you know, us nerds out there, uh, struggle to find people who are like us. It's like, why do you like the stuff that you like? And, oh, man, nobody else likes the things that I like. What it's do because I do? everyone who likes the things that you like are introverts and they're at home playing video games exactly, but and you watching get, movies. You Wondering to, the same thing. But <laughs> you get to go to these places where it's like, Oh, I'm. I don't want to leave my house because I just want to like the stuff that I like, and and nobody else likes it. But I get to go to a place where everybody likes the stuff that is weird or off the wall, or gets the memes that I like, or gets the jokes that I like, or watches the TV shows, or watches the anime, and it's just like that is cool. And it's like just going there and being around and being around uh, those people and and the environment and seeing. You know, turning around and seeing like, oh, it's a giant Doctor Doom person mask statue. That's cool. I love Doctor Doom. And then you look over there and go, oh, that's a, you know, uh, Alucard from Helsing cosplay. Sweet. I love this. I feel so at home now. I have a really cool story sure. about like the span of people okay. that go. Uh, there was a guy... Um, I was walking through the Star Wars area, the 501st area. And so not Which, only... Uh, do you want to just specify what oh, 501st the is? 501st, if you don't know. So <laughs> the 501st is a nationwide Star Wars like group. They, Costuming. Yeah, they do like co- costumes. They have experts. I mean, they even, um, they even created some of the costumes for Star Wars. And some of the people, the creators there... Uh, sold their costumes to be in the movies or rented their costumes out to be in the movies. And, and some of them actually act as extras in some of the Star Wars movies. Like in The Mandalorian, they needed more stormtroopers for the show, yeah. and they asked the 501st Legion. Yeah, so they their claim to fame is, I think their big claim to fame is dressing, like creating their own stormtrooper costumes and, and coming together as stormtroopers. But now they've expanded to all Pretty sorts much of everything. different... Pretty like much everything. You have the commanders, yeah. the pilots. Oh, yeah. Um, X-Wing pilots, you have the scout troopers. But the 501st is focused on Imperial costumes. Yeah. And then there's the Rebel side, which I forget what their group is, but they focus on like the Rebel costumes. And then you also have the Mandalorian yeah. marks. Yeah, who dresses Mandalorians. Yep. Sorry, we have totally sidetracked your story. It's okay. I mean, it's all, again, all part of... That is what a con... con- a convention is is a series of sidetracks because you see something you like and yep. you go down that aisle. And, and the number one rule is if you see something cool, 
we're going to go check it out. Yep, 100%. Yeah, doesn't matter what it is. If you see something cool, if you one of your group out. says it's cool, we're going to go check it out. Yeah, that's kind of like an, a rule that I stick have stuck to since I started going down with all my friends. And, you know, again, everybody who goes to these, sometimes they're not the most extroverted. Um, and so they'll be afraid to be like, oh, that's really cool. I'm going to stand here in the corner and not think about it. Yeah, my thing... If to me personally, if you think something is cool, chances are I'm also going to find it cool, yeah. and I just didn't see it. Or, yeah. or even if I don't know what that thing is, the fact that you think it's cool, I want to go look yeah. at it too. 100%. Yeah. And, and it just helps you explore. There's so much stuff. It just helps you explore the floor better. Um, but going back to my my story about the, about the culture there and how it just brings people together is um, I was walking through the, the 501st. And they have not only an R2-D2 droid building area, they had this guy who created Wookiee suits and oh, Wookiee cool. costumes. Yeah. All right. And uh, I was with a friend of mine who was not used to these conventions. Mm-hmm. I think it was his like first time ever going. Um, and he was like, I, it's really cool. I enjoy it. Everyone here is way more nerdy than me. Um and so he wasn't like too cool to be there, but he was like, eh, like it's cool. I was, I was like, man, I love this place. Like was, he just didn't, wasn't feeling it the same way. Uh-huh. Uh, he does now go all the time. So, you know, he's, his opinion changed, but, uh, there was this guy talking and he had created a Wookiee suit. He was wearing a Wookiee suit. Um, and he was talking to another person standing next to a series of Wookiee suits. And this guy in the Wookiee suit, he was on stilts. He, took the stilts off and he was showing the guy that was clearly like the host that had created the like extravagant Wookiee suits that were on display. And then there was a cosplay guy. Um, so the cosplay guy gets down and he's showing him the stilts and it's like PVC pipe and duct tape and, and it looked dangerous. Yeah. And so the guy was explaining, this is how I make my stilts. And it's made out of this, this metal. It's cheap. You can get it from Ace Hardware. Uh-huh. You do it this way. And he's actually teaching him the right way to do it. But he was like, you know, do, doing it this way is great. And, um, you know, the way you did it is awesome. This is a cheaper, better option. And you should try doing it this way, maybe, and use these type of straps. And so... Um, the guy was like, the guy who was cosplaying was like, yeah, he was like, I just work at Home Depot and I got some of the parts for free um, and just kind of scrounged something together. And he was, and the guy who had clearly made professional costumes uh-huh. was like, he was like, yeah, if that's all you, if that's how you make it, that's how you make it. That's amazing. Yeah. He was like, the fact that you did it and pieced it together is amazing. And so he had these suits that had been the, the guy who was, standing with the professional suits had sold suits to Disney. Oh, cool. So he, I mean, you're talking about top of the line. Yeah. Um, so obviously the cosplayer worked at home Depot. So my buddy goes, I wonder what that guy does for a living. He's probably like a comic book nerd or like runs a comic book store. And I was like, you know what? I don't know why I was like, I'm going to ask him. Uh And so I start talking to him about the suits and he's talking about, he uses certain type of hair and sews it all in, by himself and he he said something about like you know with his job he's got to study hands and i was like oh what do you do for a living he goes i'm a neurosurgeon holy <laughs> shit 
And my buddy goes, I, I stand corrected. Which, <laughs> which just goes to show you, the nerds come from all walks of life. Every yes. Oh, and and that's kind of where I was getting at. Is yeah. Is you have neurosurgeons to fast food workers, firefighters, fi- firefighters, nurses, 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 IT people, navy men. Uh, I don't know about the navy men. Well. Well, we don't want reserve navy, maybe naval yeah. reserve. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, no, no shade on our navy people. Yeah, but the it's a dig on me. It's okay. It, it was, <laughs> but the convention. I mean, going to a convention, if you feel as if you're the only person that likes this thing, mm-hmm. I guarantee you're not, and I guarantee that people that like that thing that you also like are so into it, just like you, that you will become instant friends. I had um, I had a really cool experience. So uh, Chris and I went to a, an anime convention in Jacksonville called Bold Matsuri, and yep. um, I wore a T-shirt for a podcast that I really like. Um, shout out to Last Podcast on the Left, and I have been to um, two of their live shows. Um, I listen to them a lot, and I have a couple of their shirts. But you go, you go to the live shows and you see a bunch of people, but I've never met anybody else in person who's, who's listened to the podcast because podcasts are very niche, obviously. If you're listening to this, you know that. <laughs> um, and so we were, at the, we were at the anime convention and I had two separate people and they were like, oh, I love your shirt, last podcast on the left, hell yeah. And it was just, it was so cool. It was such a good feeling to just have somebody else, like to feel that connection like mm. even it was just like a split second like just somebody else like recognizing hey i like that thing that you like well i feel like that's what these conventions do is they yeah connect people exactly together yeah. and it's you know they bring in the celebrities to sponsor a show that they were on uh-huh. but again it's a collective of people who enjoy that show and it's like we all like this same thing and we all like the same thing in the same way yep. for a lot of the same reasons. Yeah. Um, and it brings a lot of the same type of people that wouldn't normally talk to one another. And, and there's no strangers at a convention. There's really not. If you yeah. enjoy the way somebody is dressed up, tell them that you like it because I, they want to hear it. And, and they, if you're the eight, 800th person to say, Hey, I really like your costume that person wearing the costume is going to enjoy it as if you're the first person saying it. Yep. As, as somebody who I I only got a few, but I did get a few, like, I love your costumes and it is true and it does feel great. And I, I will say that that is, that is my favorite, you know, that, that is my tip. If you, if you like somebody's costume, tell them, yeah, just walk up to them and say, Hey, I love your costume or, how did you get these wings or, and, or how did you do that makeup? And if you think that you're not the type of person to go come up, go up to a random person because that's just not your personality because you're shy or because you have anxiety about social environments and stuff like that. Cons just dissolve that away. It, it, it's the strangest thing because like, you know, I, I struggle with anxiety. Um, and like, I normally wouldn't approach like a total stranger, but like, Man, I mean, if you got like a cool costume or like, you know, because you know you have something in common with that person. Exactly. Like, if you're wearing a costume from a thing that I like, instantly, I know you like the same stuff I like. 
And it, yeah, it's cool. I'll, I'll talk to that yeah. person. Yeah. Well, the way I get people into coming to conventions, there is a story that I enjoy telling. And that is my very first experience at a convention. And again, it speaks to the type of people that go to these conventions, even from 2009, which is a lot longer ago than I think it, it is. It doesn't seem like it's that long, but when you think about it, you're it like, is. Oh man, that was like 13 years ago. Yeah. And, and I come from sports and I was a jock in high school and jock. Yeah. Um, so I had a big change in college and became a nerd. A little bit, which is like, you know, usually it's the nerd that becomes like, I'm cool. I'm a jock. I play sports now. And it's like, Steven went the opposite direction. I did. I went the complete opposite direction. Um, so, which is good because otherwise we wouldn't be doing this podcast right that's, now. That's very true. I'd be at the gym working out. <laughs> Wait a minute. Playing the sports balls. One of our nerds goes to the gym every day. I'm undercover. <laughs> <laughs> so, the when I first went down, um, I had a friend who recommended going down. I was like, you know what? I'll come. It sounds like fun. I got nothing better to do. Um, so the only thing I could compare it to at the time was a sporting event. Yeah. Football, baseball. Um, you know, I grew up in New York. Not grew up in New York. I was lived in New York, and I would go to Yankee games. You know, mobs of people. Jaguar games here in Jacksonville. Mobs of people. Drunk assholes. Drunk, angry assholes. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. People screaming at each yeah. other, whatnot. So that's the only like mass event, other than like concerts and stuff that I've ever been to. And so I went down there, and I walk in to buy tickets, and. When you go after this podcast, because this podcast convinced you to go, when you go oh, you're for going. the first time like, you to don't know any it, convention near you're you, going. doesn't have to be a Megacon or Comic-Con, it could be any convention, um, you will see that they sell tickets in these giant rooms. So if you've never been to a convention or anything, this, this room, a convention center, this room is massive. It's like an airplane hangar. It's just humongous. And they sell tickets at the very end. So you have to walk all the way through this giant building, this wide open space, uh, to get to the tickets. And well, it's so huge because that's how big the line is usually. It can be, yes. Um, yeah, I think last year, I mean, the the space is so big that the line never like reaches outside the door. But it was pretty close. Oh right? yeah. Whenever you guys, you guys had already had your tickets, and you guys mm-hmm. went on your 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 side, and I went to buy my tickets. It was pretty close to the door, and that was a big space. Yeah. Yeah, and and it moved quick, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it moved real quick, yeah. And I'll tell you why through this story. Sure, go for it. <laughs> um, so when I walked in, there was a lot of people, and I was with my little brother at the time, and we walked into this giant room in the Orlando Convention Center, and if you Google Maps it, you'll see how large it is. Um, the Orange County Convention Center, excuse yep. me, is the name of it. Um, so we walk into this giant room and there's probably five, 600 people. Um, and it, but it's, it's not rowdy or anything. And I was like, Oh, there's a crowd of people standing there. I was like, well, I guess that's probably where we buy tickets. Cause I'd never come before. And so we start walking up and, uh, my brother actually noticed it first. He goes, why are all these people walking goofy? And I look and there's like this weird pattern to how they're walking. And they're walking horizontally, like back and forth. And I was like, that's weird. And so we start getting closer to the line. I'm trying to look for the end of the line. And so in my head, I'm just thinking, well, everybody's probably just lined up in columns. 
like a sporting event. You know, this is the line and everyone's in a straight line straight back. And then the person next to them is in a different line, like at a cash register or getting in metal detectors or something like that. And my brother actually taps me and he goes, hey, look. And we look down and there's just duct taped lines on the ground. And everyone is following the duct taped lines. No one is stepping out of line. Everyone is staying appropriately spaced. Yeah. Um, and you're walking right next to each other. There's no one. There's no security. There's nothing. There's no like tangible barricades. Yeah, nothing. Between the lines. Yeah. yeah. And there's, I mean, there's nobody going to stop you from just cutting everyone. But everybody is just standing in line. Yeah. And I was like, that's the type of people that go to these conventions yep. are the people that you can put a t- taped line on the ground and they're going to follow the rules because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Because that is, I, I, I will say one of the adjectives is polite. Like, oh yeah. Like I would say 99.99999% and it gets I'm busy. Sh- I'm sure there's the odd ruffian, but like the, incredible majority are incredibly polite and supportive and supportive. If you're there are people that go to these conventions that are really good at sewing. So what do they do? They bring a giant sewing kit with a bunch of threads. And if your costume rips, they will come fix it for you. Oh, my favorite are the, the uh, the cosplay repair, cosplay repair people. So there are people who walk around and they have hot glue guns and they have sewing kits and they have duct tape. Yep. And they're like, if your costume breaks, because some of these are incredibly elaborate, but a lot of them are held together with duct tape and super glue and hot glue. And, you know, shit happens and, you know, you do something and then your costume breaks. And, and these people will go, yep, I'll help you. Because, like, their whole thing is you made this awesome costume. It is not fair that something happens and you can't fix it right now. I will help you fix it. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I think that just like we are nerds supporting nerds. And it's how it should be. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, it is it is a to me, it's a very busy weekend filled with lots of people. Yep. It's a lot of walking. But there's so much love and support yep. in this giant building of yep. nerds that it is just that's what makes me go back every year. Yeah, and and honestly, like, you can walk in there and go, and and you don't have to spend any money. Like, you know, you buy your ticket, you don't have to spend any money. But I guarantee you, you will find something that you will look at and go, well, shit, I didn't know I needed a Nicolas Cage (laughs) oven mitt. Now I need it. Everything that says Spaceballs the... Everything that says Spaceballs the coaster. Spaceballs the cutting board. The face mask. The face mask. The cups. The cups. The decanter. You know, um, oh, what was the weirdest? I, I bought like a labyrinth, like from the movie The Labyrinth with David Bowie and uh, Jennifer Connelly. I bought like a print that was like a stylized title card kind of thing. I bought that. I have a figment print upstairs. Yeah. Hung it. Framed it and hung it up. Is it from the same? From Megcon. Okay. Um, the water painting? Watercolor? It might be. The, well, maybe. Maybe. But, you know, just stuff that you... Ah, and, and that's what's so cool is it's just you know at the end of the day it's just a bunch of nerdy people who are tapped into nerd culture and are just like i am not afraid to show you what i like and who i'm in like what i'm into who i am here it is 
Yeah, it's an it's a it's a great place to bring your family. Yeah, uh, you can feel safe with your kids there. Yep. Um, I don't know. It's just it's a family friendly, awesome weekend. Yeah, and and that goes. I mean, we've so you've we've been to MegaCon several times. You've been obviously a lot more than we have than me and Chris has. Uh, I've been to Gen Con in Philadelphia, which is more video game or um, video game and board game focused. Um, and then we went to Bold Matsuri, which is anime focused. But I would say in all the cons that I've been to, at least, and I don't know, Chris, if you feel the same way, but it, it has the same kind of environment. I know at Bold mm-hmm. Matsuri, uh, you and I like anime, like like we are we enjoy anime to a point. But we are not like as big an anime fans. As, as a lot of those people were at Bold Matsuri, yeah. but there's a lot of overlap. But, but the environment, the feeling, the, the the whole overall like atmosphere is the same. Yeah, and it wasn't like a judgmental. Like we went knowing that like, hey, we like anime, but we're not huge anime fans. But like we weren't sitting there making fun of people or anything yeah. like that. Like it was just, it was fun to see people who were like, oh, here's this obscure thing that I like. Oh, here's this. I like that thing too. It's fun to see those people interact with each other. Yeah. And it's, we got to see uh, the cosplay uh, panel, the cosplay Q and A. Yeah. And, and the voice actors Q and A. Yep. And that was really cool too. So, yeah. Yeah. So the, the culture itself, if you know, you guys, you listeners find yourself in a situation where you can't find anybody who likes the same stuff that you like or, just go to a convention Just by yourself and make friends. I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah, if, if it, it might seem daunting and it might seem like uncomfortable, but like as soon as you walk through those doors, you'll be like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You will go back. I guarantee it. Yeah, you will. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're like Steve and you'll convince all your other friends to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone. Every yeah. year. I said like, hey, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going whether you guys are coming or not. I suggest you come. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Let's check it out. Yeah. Yeah, so I am definitely looking forward to going to MegaCon next year and Holiday Matsuri. And I don't know about... I mean, we still got to hit Dragon Con, and I I would love to do a Comic-Con one year. I one would, year. too. We'll, we'll definitely get there. Yep. But uh, th- this coming MegaCon, for sure, I am going to be cosplaying for the first time, and I am definitely looking forward. I've just, that's like a bucket list item I'm finally going to cross off. And you can be sure that we will post pictures of Chris's uh, cosplay on our Instagram. Absolutely. At, 100%. At 3 Nerds Podcast. Yeah. At 3 Nerds Podcast. <laughs> on <laughs> our Instagram. Almost forgot. At 3 Nerds Podcast. Well, that wraps up episode five of the 3 Nerds Podcast. Tune in next time when we discuss Can a Kazoo Lull the Grizzly Bear to Sleep? Bye. 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 Bye.